Aloha, people of God. It's your brother, Brother Mike Dillard, coming at you live and direct from Honolulu, Hawaii. Welcome to the Fully Submitted with Brother Mike podcast. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm so psyched tonight. Woo, man, I'm so psyched tonight. God is good. God is good. Man, I got to tell you how good God is. I've been sitting in my house all day. Hold on, hold on. Let me back it up, back it up. Y'all want to know the title, don't you? (laughs) The title of this one is Get Over Yourself. Get Over Yourself. That's the title. Okay? So anyway, and the scripture is coming from Romans, I believe it's Romans 12. Oh, here we go. Romans 12, 3. I think, let's see. Ah, Romans 12. Romans 12, 3. Yes, indeed. So, this this scripture, there's a part of it where it's talking about let no man think of himself more highly, more highly than he ought to. Okay? You got to bear with me. I'm driving. Some crazy person almost just ran me off the road. Seriously. I had to write away and everything. This guy just kept zooming by, right? Man, I want to live. I just moved out the way. Let him let him zoom by. Anyway, so Romans 12, 3, right? Let no man think of himself more highly than he ought to. Okay? This is important. This is a really important principle here. Now, I always say this podcast is for mature Christians. All right? Y'all should already know this stuff, but I think it's important that we cover this one. This just came up and I was just so happy. I'm so happy because, you know, the Lord is giving me like all of this favor and, you know, I'm working on these big deals like all over the world, doing stuff all over the world. Man, it's amazing. Woo, God is good. And I've basically been in my house all day, like on Zoom calls all over the world, all over the world. So finally, about uh, 7.30 at night, I finished my last call, which was to this uh, training company I'm working with out of Dubai and uh, some really exciting stuff. So I was like, okay, I got to get about this house, jump in my car and go for a drive, right? Because it's just a nice reset, you know, to go for a nice drive, maybe stop at a diner and get some coffee along the way or something. I, I, I don't know. That's just my thing. What y'all like to do? Um, what do y'all like to do to relax? So you can see my tone on this message. It's a little bit different than on my other ones, right? Don't worry. I'll get to the teaching soon enough. <laughs> soon enough, okay? So anyway, as I'm driving, and I'm just so happy, just let, think about all of these things that God has, you know, he's blessed me with. And I can see I can see all the dots connecting together. I mean, this is this is going to be huge. Like, I'm talking millions, millions of dollars. See, my voice cracked when I said it, right? It's so big. It's just, I can't even say millions of dollars, right? So I'm very excited what the Lord is doing in my life. And, uh, but then the thought occurred to me. Just a little, quiet little thought. I didn't allow it to be too per- too pervasive. But the thought said... Are you good enough for that? <laughs> Are you good enough, really, to operate at that that high of a level? 
I heard it and I captured that thought, right? Because the Bible tells us to bring every thought captive. I jumped on that bad boy with a quickness. I tackled it, right? Man, you can't operate in my mind. That's that's some craziness. So I did I did think about it for a hot second, and I'm like, mmm. Actually, that point is moot. In other words, it doesn't even matter. It's like a bygone conclusion. It, it's I don't even need to put any effort into that thought. And the reason is because I'm blessed. Now, some of you might say, you know, you need you need to be, you just can't be blessed. You got to be really good at what you do. Yeah, that's true. Right? That is true. <laughs> okay, I, I can't front. You do need to be good at what you do, right? And the Bible talks about how man's gift will make room for him and bring him before great men. So the gift that you have it's not in its raw state, but if you take the gift that God gave you and you hone that into a skill, then that will be bringing you in front of great men and women. We're talking about kings and queens and rulers and czars and presidents and, you know, CEOs of multi-billion dollar corporations and things of that nature, right? The movers and the shakers of this world, right? So yes, your gift does yeah, you do need to hone that gift into a skill. This is true. However, however, that gift and that skill can only get you so far. It's only going to get you so far, right? And this is the truth. But what you really need is the blessing of God. See, if you have the blessing of God on your life, if you're walking in obedience, you can just go go to Deuteronomy 28. Look over Deuteronomy 28, right? The list for the blessings for obedience, it's all right there. It's all right there. He talks about how he's going to bless you. He talks about all of the specifics of what you're going to get, how you're blessed. You know, you bless, he's blessed everything that you set your hand unto. And this is the part I'm just going to focus on right now. There's many blessings in Deuteronomy 28, okay? But just for the purposes of this message here, we're just going to talk about that one particular part, okay? That the Lord said he would bless everything that you set your hand to. Everything? Uh... Did God say everything? Yeah, he did say everything. And if God said everything, then God meant everything. See, a problem that people have is that they don't take the Lord literally. They don't. They say they believe in God. Oh, I believe in you, Lord. I believe. But then, what's going on with my voice today? Oh, they're cracking. Oh, my goodness. I need some water. But then they don't believe what he said. They don't believe what he said right so you don't really believe him then you either believe the lord or you do not believe the lord and by the way if you don't believe the lord then guess what you're calling the lord a liar that's what you're saying you're saying lord you're a liar i can't trust you um what you're telling me is so not true you're a liar people say no 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 i, I wouldn't be doing that yes you are doing that if you don't trust what the Lord told you, if you don't believe what the Lord told you, then his word is no good to you. Then that means you're he's lying, because if you believe what he said, then you take him at his word and you go with that. 
But if you don't go with that, then you believe that what he said is not true. Thus, the Lord is a liar. Okay. But anyway, Deuteronomy 28. God said everything you set your hand to is blessed. You need to take that literally. Again, God created all the languages. You think God didn't know what he meant? And by God, I mean the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Do you think that the Lord did not know what the word meant when he said everything? Which is really a compound word. It's every and thing put together in one word, everything. So the Lord said he will bless every thing you set your hand to. That's what he said. I didn't make it up. You didn't make it up. The Lord said that. Since he said that, that's what he meant. So therefore, this is what I mean. This is what I mean when I say. This is what I mean when I say. About the skills. Oh, you know, am I good enough? The thought occurred to me. Am I good enough? Am I good enough to perform on that level? And then the thought kind of occurred to me. It's like, man, get over yourself. Right? Really, dude. It's, it's not even about me. What is it about? It is about the blessings of the Lord on my life. Because I am no longer walking in active sin. I'm no longer walking in disobedience. Like I say, I always say this. Now I am no longer under the spout of the curses on dis, uh, uh, Deuteronomy 28. Many people that are listening right now, I hate to say it, but it's probably true. There are probably many people listening to this right now that sing and dance about the blessings in Deuteronomy 28. But you're not living. You're not living a godly lifestyle. You may think that you are because according to your mindset, according to your standards, it's good enough. And, you know, I see I could, I could see some blessings in my life. So, you know. God is blessing me. I must be doing okay. No, the Bible says it rains on the just and the unjust. You know, there's just some blessings God going to give to you. It doesn't mean that you're walking up rightly before him. It does not mean that at all. Okay. So, again, I would say check yourself. Just like the book of 1 John says. 1 John tells you to examine yourself. Examine yourself and, and see if you really even are a believer. Man, I always tell y'all, like, 1 John, that book is no joke. That book is no joke because it asks some really tough questions. And even if you think you know the Lord, if you really just take time and you go in here and you look at yourself objectively, right? Seriously, seriously, this is so important, right? Because the Lord is coming back soon and he is coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle or blemish, right? So don't get it twisted and think that you and Jesus is all cool and you living in sin and you know and if you have the Holy Spirit, come on now, you know. And guess what? Even if you don't, you have a conscience. You know when you're doing evil. You know when you're doing evil, right? If you watching porn, come on now, that's evil. You going out getting drunk, I hadn't planned on talking about it, but it's coming up. You, you're doing evil. You're having immoral sex. Don't get it twisted. God is not pleased with that. If you're having sex, you are not married, and you're having sex outside of marriage, you know what? You already know what the Bible says about it. The Lord's not going to give you a hall pass because you think you and him is cool. Doesn't work like that. 
Jesus will come back. You will get left behind. Don't play. Don't play, right? I highly encourage you, whoever this message is for, this is not even how I plan on, and I never plan on these messages, but y'all already know, wherever it comes up, that's why I'm putting it down, right? However I get it, that's why I spit it. So this is what's coming up, right? Don't play with the Holy Ghost. Now we're gonna get back to the other part of the lesson, but this is coming up, this is important. Don't play with the Holy Ghost. He is holy. The scripture says that no one who is not holy will see the Lord. If you're, It's right there. It's, it's right there in the Bible. If you're not holy, you're not going to see the Lord. That is what it says. Don't dumb it down because you don't feel good about it because you want to keep the sin in your life. Okay? This message, again, is for mature Christians. Y'all baby Christians, if you're listening, listen in. But this is for the mature Christians, right? Don't get it twisted because you think you have a history with Jesus. This is These are the people that Jesus was talking about. They say, Lord, you know, I prophesied in your name. I did this. I did that. And he's going to be like, away from me, you evildoer. I never knew you. I never knew you. Right? But these people are like, but we got all of this time together. I, I, you know, I did all of this stuff. I was, no, you was sinning. I didn't know you. You never gave your life to me. You did exactly what you wanted to do. And, you know, you read your little Bible or you, you said a prayer every now and then, but you did what you wanted to do. And because of that, you don't have a, a real relationship with Jesus. And this is why I say you have to examine yourself. This is why the book of 1 John says, examine yourself. So whoever this portion of the message is for, please, in the name of Jesus, I encourage you, please, right? Don't think of yourself more highly than you ought to. All right. And now on that note, there's the perfect segue. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The scripture that we were looking at <laughs> was don't think of yourself more highly than you ought to. In other words, don't put yourself above what the Bible says. Some people get in all in the Holy Ghost way. They get all in the way because they just keep thinking about themselves, even though the Bible says quite clearly you know, how God thinks about a thing or how God looks at you or whatever it is. But people get, they get this idea and they, they get it stuck in their head about who they are and how they are and how things should be and whatnot. And they just totally ignore what the Bible says, right? So again, I'm focusing here on the brothers and the sisters that have done the work with the Holy Ghost. Man, you, and I applaud you, you know, I applaud you. Right, because credit goes to the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for all the work that you did in each one of these people so that they could get there. But I also recognize that it is a relationship because if it was just on the Holy Spirit, you wouldn't have to do any work. The Holy Ghost would just be like, you know, he breathed on you and bow, there you go. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm good, I'm good. But we all know that's not how it works. You gotta put in the work. I always say you got to put in the work. Okay, and for those of you that have put in the work over the years with the Holy Spirit, you've toiled, you cried, you bled. Some of y'all almost died. Some of y'all probably did die and you came back. He brought you back. Right. If you kind of fall somewhere in that category, guess what? And now you're coming. You've entered into these blessings in Deuteronomy 28. Then then when God then if you have met that criteria, then okay Deuteronomy 28 says that he is blessed 
everything you set your hand to. You, every relationship, every piece of work, every company that you start, you write an email, you have a business transaction, whatever it is, the Bible says everything that you put your hand to is blessed. He said that he'll make you the head and not the tail. You shall be above only and not beneath. These are some very specific things in Deuteronomy 28. And so if you do meet this qualification, then you never have to worry about if you're good enough or not. You feel me? Like, because think about this. You, you've been striving to be obedient to the Lord, which means all throughout, you know, your walk with the Holy Spirit, he's been disciplining you. He's been training you. So it's not like you some lazy joker and you're just trying to get by and get some money and some blessings and, and do nothing. Right. That that's not that's not we all know that's not how it works. So, you know, I can kind of reverse engineer certain things because I am because I'm this person now. Right. So I know there was a time when I was living an actively sinful life, but and I wasn't trying. And then there was a time I was living an active actively sinful life man i was trying i was trying but i was still in sin i was seeking after god but i was still sinning right and crying out to him and fasting and praying and everything else and then eventually you know because i believe you know he he helped me he helped me and like the scripture says you know if you have the holy spirit you cannot continue to sin so he's going to be inside your heart, working on you, helping you, grooming you, building you up, teaching you, training you, molding you, guiding you, right? Instructing you. So when you do get to that place where you are under the spout of the blessings in Deuteronomy 28, right? He is blessed all the work of your hands. So literally everything you put your hands to is blessed. You, you, you have a spirit of excellence, right? Everything that you do, you do unto the Lord. You're already that man. You're already that woman. So, you know, you really don't have to ask yourself, like, am I good enough to operate on that level? Don't even allow it. You know, I allowed that thought to come in uh, for like five seconds. And, you know, like I said, I, I, I tackled that bad boy to the ground and, and I stomped it out real fast, real fast. Right. Um, you don't even got to let that. As soon as you, am I good enough? <laughs> out of here don't even let it finish forming because why the, the blessing of god is on you that is the focus so now i'm understanding as i go and i do these business ventures and this and that you know i mean i still do my research on certain things i mean if somebody tries to sell me a bridge in brooklyn i mean i'm not going to jump on that and be like hey where do i sign the deed for that right i'm not going to do that but what i what i do know is that when I start a venture, I know it's blessed. Why? Because God said he would bless everything that he set my hand, that I set my hand unto. He said he commanded the blessing on me. It's there. It's always there. It's always there. He showed me this the other day. He showed me this maybe like a week ago, right? And what it was, it was the blessing. He let me see it like in his spirit, right? It was the blessing. And what it was, it looked like it was like a force, like a bubble around believers. Now, around Christians. This is real Christians. I don't mean somebody that say they're a Christian, but they're not a Christian, right? 
And this is why it goes back to first John. You really have to check yourself and see if you really are a believer. Okay. Because there's a lot of people that's going to get surprised. They're going to get left behind and then they're going to see, oh no, I really wasn't a Christian. I'm just saying, right? So, right. Don't, don't get caught out there like that. But anyway, so I saw like this force field around the Christians and what the Holy Spirit explained to me is like that, that is the blessing. That's the blessing. Oh, so it was, it wasn't clear. It was kind of like milky, not too white. I mean, I could still see inside. I could still see the people inside of it. And it wasn't like a super skin tight thing. Like there was some room, but it moved as the believer moved. Right. So it's like, oh, you lie down. It's you're inside this. You go take a shower. You're inside this. You exercise. You're still inside this bubble. Right. It moves as you move. You're never not in that bubble. So I was like, oh, I get it. I have a better understanding of the blessing. And, and, and what it is, is like, depending upon your, your walk with the Lord, it's, it's like that bless. It's like that bubble. It's like it radiates, I guess, that, like a frequency. Right. And when the Lord sends out uh, uh, his resources, right, whether it's wealth or faith, whatever it is, it's like it, it it's like the blessing acts as like a homing beacon for those resources that God sends you. And everybody doesn't get the same because not everybody is walking at, at the same level with the Lord. So, you know, you know, a person that's not really, you know, they're not really living right before the Lord. They will get some help. They'll get, you know, some blessings or whatnot. Something will come to them. But it's not like the person that has submitted themselves before the Lord. And, you know, they're, they've committed themselves before the Lord and they're striving to be obedient, you know, the things that's coming to, to those people is so much more, but that's how it knows who to go to and who not to go to, right? This blessing is always on you. So it's like, oh, well, what if I messed up today? Or what if I yelled at somebody today? Um, yeah, that, that bubble, that force field, the blessing, it's still on you. It's still there. If you're God's child, then that is on you. It is there, right? But depending upon how you walk obediently before the Lord, that's going to depend on what blessings come, what we'll just say resources, right? Because you have the blessing on you. He said he has commanded the blessing on your life. It's on you. But then stuff from on high comes at you, right? It's like, it locks in on you, right? It comes right to you. And the scripture says in Deuteronomy 28, right? And these blessings shall what? Come upon you and overtake you. They're finding you. Why are they finding you? They can find you because you have the blessing of God on your life. That's why. So whatever, whatever comes with that blessing, it's not coming to you per se because you're good enough. No, no. Even though you've honed your gifts and you've honed them into skills, right? And yes, the Bible does say again that, you know, a man's gift makes room for him. And it will bring him in the presence of great men. Yes, it does. But even on top of that, so you can have ungodly people. This principle is still going to apply to them. You understand? It's still going to apply to them because it is a godly principle. There's no way around it. Right. But there's something else that the blessing. Right. There's something else because you have the blessing. So you have to understand this. It's not just your skill. Right. What did the Lord say? What is all contained in the blessing? So when you're trying to get to that next level, 
and you're an obedient Christian and when that thought, because it probably will come at some point, oh, am I good enough to do this, that, or whatever? Get that junk out of here. Just boot it out your way, right? And quote the scripture, right? You are blessed, right? You're blessed. And that's the, you're blessed in the city. You're blessed in the field, right? You're blessed when you come. You're blessed in, when you go. We all sing those songs. We sing that in songs, right? It is the blessing. So we're closing up here. It's a little bit over 24 minutes, but I just don't want to keep going over it again and again and again and again. Listen, listen, right? It's about being obedient to the Lord. So two, there are two central themes to this message tonight, right? One, the blessing. It's not about whether you're good enough to operate or perform at a particular level. Because quite honestly, the level that the Lord is going to exalt you to, the scripture says he exalts your horn, you're good, but you ain't that good, right? No matter how good you get, the blessing of the Lord is going to exalt you to an even higher level that, no, you don't deserve that. You're really good. You're really good. But you don't deserve that. That comes only for the blessing. Right? So that was part of it, the blessing. Right? Don't think of yourself more highly than you ought to. Right? It's about what the Lord says about you. But then the other part of this lesson tonight, which I totally didn't expect, um is about really examining yourself to see if you are a real Christian or not. Well, you might say, well, Mike, how do I know if I'm a real Christian? I go to church. I read the Bible. Uh, you need to start asking God seriously. Just, And you should be scared. I'm, I'm telling you. If you you all happy duty all the time and there's, there's some scary parts in being a Christian. The Bible says we need to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. Let me tell you. I had much fear and much trembling along along the way since I gave my life to Jesus at 16 and now I'm 50. There's been plenty of trembling, okay? Um, but if you're just thinking like everything's all good, we're going to be skipping and picking, you know, picking flowers and, and doing this and doing that. Uh, no, <laughs> no, you need to really examine yourself, right? And if you're honest, if you, if you, if you just step back, if you say, that's not me, that's not me, then you know what? Man, I, I'm, I'm, I'm scared for you, right? Because you got to check yourself. I heard some preacher say this before. I don't know who it was, but he said, you know what? When Jesus, when they were at the, the last supper, as we call it, and Jesus said, one of you is going to betray me. You know what the disciples did? Well, you, just said, you know what they didn't do? Not one of them said, that ain't me. Oh, that ain't me. You know what they did say? It, they said, Master, is it me? It, is it me? You see that? That's the right heart. Because no matter how good you think you are or how great or whatever, you still got sin in you. There is still evil in you. I keep telling people, I ain't got no evil in me. Every human has evil in them. That's why the Bible says that our, our righteousness is as unto filthy rags. We're not perfect. The Lord is perfect. He's pure. He's holy. He doesn't have any blemish. He doesn't have any sin. He doesn't have any evil. But we do. Right? This is where his grace comes in. Thank God for Jesus. 
Thank God he took our sins on the cross. Thank God he showed us mercy, right? The Bible says that he is our propitiation. He is the propitiation for our sins. In other words, he is the substitute. Why? Because we're filthy before God. Even if you think you're a great guy or a great gal and you do great deeds, guess what? You are filthy before the Lord. Amen. You are. I am. There's no way around that. Thank God for grace. But don't get it twisted, right? Don't get it twisted. You have to go to the Bible and examine yourself. I can't even begin to tell you how many times throughout my Christian walk, I, I ended up in 1 John. It's like, man, let me read through 1 John, right? And you read through there and you clearly see in the Holy Spirit, if you really want to know, the Holy Spirit will take you on a journey in that Bible. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. <laughs> he going to be showing you things about your heart, about your character in that Bible. Why? Because you said you want to know. He'll show you. And it's going to hurt sometimes. It is. It's going to sting, right? But, you know, the word, it's a double-edged sword. It cuts. It does. It cuts, right? But the Holy Spirit will give you the healing bomb. You will heal over and you'll be better. But if you just automatically say, that ain't me. I, like I said, I'm scared for you because that means you can't get no correction. That means you're not going to change. That means you're not in a place of humility, which also means you are definitely not walking uprightly before the Lord. You're going to get left behind. And, and it's going to be real hard after, after you get left behind, right? So please, 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 if you know that you're doing some stuff, you're going out to the club, you're getting your drink on, you know, you're wearing the clothes, it's too tight, real revealing, you know, you're having sex with people and, and, and you're not married or you are married and you still having sex with other people besides your wife, don't get it twisted, right? You... <laughs> You need to check yourself. You need to repent before Jesus comes back. It, you know what? Before he comes back, if you do it before he comes back, guess what? It's all good. Uh, and I'm, not, I'm not saying it's all good. Like, yeah, you know, you could just keep on sinning. I, what I mean is he going to deal with you and him going to deal with that. See, the time to, to, to deal with this before the Lord is not when you stand before him in judgment. It's too late. It's not after he came back and raptured the church because it's going to be so much harder to walk uprightly. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is not even going to be on the planet anymore. The church is gone. The Holy Spirit is gone, right? The restraining influence on the evil is gone. If you, you walking, you're not walking uprightly now, you think you're going to be walking uprightly after the church is raptured? Come on now. Nah, nah. Okay? No. So please check yourself now. If you're looking at the stuff you're doing, okay. Just don't gloss over it, okay? I just can't. It's past 31 minutes. But anyway, please stop glossing over your sin. Stop making excuses for your sin. And stop acting like Jesus is also making excuses for your sin. That's a lie. He is not. And if you do not repent when you die, you will go you will be judged and go to hell right and i've heard i don't know what i've heard is that it's worse for the person that supposedly knew the lord or did know the lord and then walked away from the lord because you'll be burning in hell and you will always remember you had jesus you had the opportunity to repent and you didn't you went to the clubs you you rubbed it up you did whatever you know what i'm saying you you did you boo you did you and now 
It's too late. You cannot get out. Hell is a perfect prison. Please. The scripture says, make peace with the king while he is yet far off. Make peace with Jesus. He's not playing with me. He's not playing with you. He is holy. He don't play that. Okay. This is so serious. It just keeps coming up, right? I didn't expect to talk about it, but I don't know what country you're in. I don't know who's this, but there's at least one person that needs to hear this somewhere. Otherwise, it wouldn't keep coming up and it just keeps coming up. So please, so please, please go to first John, right? And examine yourself. That's what it says. Examine yourself. Here's the last thing I'll say. And this is the acid test, right? Because you, you would excuse it. You have been excusing it, but Jesus wouldn't. So ask yourself, would Jesus be doing this? And there's no gray area. It's yes or no. Would Jesus be watching this on TV? Well, you know, Jesus might, Jesus would not be watching no naked women on TV. You know, he would not be watching that. You know, Jesus would not be watching those rated R movies. He would not be sitting up there listening to, you know, people cursing and smoking weed and joints and doing, Jesus would not be up and, well, you know, it said he was hanging with sinners. Jesus went to certain places and yes, there were sinners in there. He did not leave, but Jesus was not going up into the club, you know. I'm going to go in the club and the rubber dub is like, no, Jesus was not being there. So you have to ask yourself, if you saying that you are a Christian, then the standard is Jesus. And that is why Jesus came to the world to remove our excuses. He set the standard. Right. This is how it's supposed to be done. So you look at yourself. Then you look at Jesus, how it's supposed to be done. And you're like, oh, wow, I'm falling way short. Then that's when you are convicted by, you know, your sin. And you realize like, man, am I even going to make it to heaven? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm a real sinner. Like, God, please help me. See, with that mindset, you can be saved. Because I'm telling you, I used to be doing all types of stuff. And I was scared. I was terrified. Because I thought I was going to go to hell. And I and honestly, I knew I was going to go to hell. Why? Because I was living my life deceitfully. I was not being the Christian I said I was, right? And I was living deceitfully. And if I had died during that time, I would have went right to hell. I'm telling you. And that is the mindset you got to have. Don't play. Don't play. You be serious, right? Would Jesus be doing this? Would Jesus be hanging with this person? Would Jesus be having sex with this person without being married? Would Jesus be getting high right now? Would Jesus be selling drugs? Would Jesus be, you know, drinking a 40, hanging on the court? The answer is no. We all know this. We all know this. So don't kid yourself. I'm off of that. I'm off of that sermon now. Right? Please, I beg you. I'm asking this in all sincerity in Jesus name because I don't want you to be lost. And the fact that you're hearing this message right now means when you do stand before the Lord, you're not going to honestly be able to say you didn't know because he's going to bring you right back to this message and say, no, no, no. You heard my son's message on the podcast. You heard it and you still chose to not repent. You chose to not strive to get right with me. You chose to not examine yourself and you chose to do what you wanted to do away from me. You evildoer. I never knew you. 
and he's going to send you to hell, which was reserved not for humans, but for Satan and the fallen angels that betrayed him. You're not even supposed to go to hell. He didn't make it for people. He made it for us, Lucifer and the fallen angels. Okay, the unction is gone. There it is. I said what needed to be said. All right. So anyway, hey, I love you with the love of the Lord. All right. Be blessed. And uh, please always remember to submit yourself unto God. Then resist the devil and he will flee from you. Okay. Until next time, aloha and be blessed.